And welcome to everybody who's uh, with us this morning. As I said before, my name is Dan Bidwell. I'm the senior minister at church here at Robertson and Burrowang. And it's so good to have you here uh, for Christmas and uh, to have you sharing Christmas with us. Uh, it's a privilege to open God's word. Um, uh, and we'll do that in just a moment. But as we start, I want to ask, and you can put up your hands or make some noise, who are my Christmas lovers in the room? Who, is, who says this is the best time of year? I've got a few. I've got half, half. That's okay. Um, uh, some of my... Uh, I don't want to say it. I don't want to ask you the other half. What do you like? Something else. Um, I love Christmas. Um, it's my um, favourite time. I haven't switched this on, have I, Rod? It's switched on now. Let's see how we go. Um, I love Christmas. It's my favourite time of year. And it should be on. It's working. Uh, I love Christmas. I love summer. Um, not summery today at Robbo. Um, <laughs> the wardens called me and said, you should turn on the heaters this morning. And uh, I said, will we have a white Christmas? You never know. Maybe we will. Um, I love Christmas because it's summertime. I love the food. I love the family stuff. I love uh, all of the, the traditions that go along with the Christmas season. Uh, one of the, the favorite Christmas traditions in my house is watching Christmas movies. Um, if you've been following our social media, we've had a Christmas movie shootout uh, over the last two weeks, and um, uh, Home Alone won the race for the, the most loved Christmas movie, um, although the Die Hard fans are upset that Die Hard got pitted against Home Alone, I think, in round one. So um, we'll do it different next year. Uh, anyway, at, at our house, one of our favorites, uh, this one came second, is the movie Elf. Uh, elf with Will Ferrell is all about a human who's raised as an elf in the North Pole, and uh, he loves Christmas, and uh, he moves to New York to go and find his dad, and uh, it's very funny, he's very silly, uh, but the climax of the movie is when Santa's sleigh lands, a crash lands in Central Park, because there's not enough Christmas spirit to make it fly. And eventually the crowd who's watching, they start singing Santa Claus is coming to town and the sleigh lifts off and Christmas is saved. And uh, I'm a Christmas guy. I think I've got plenty of Christmas spirit. And, uh, and I think at, at Christmas, there's plenty of this kind of Christmas spirit uh, for Santa and elves. And I do though wonder a little bit, um, how do we go with real Christmas spirit? That is Christmas spirit around the original Christmas story. Um, a couple of years ago, I was at my daughter's school for a Christmas carol service, and um, the, there was a 10-year-old bes kid beside me with his mum, and the first came, song came on, it was Away in a Manger, and he says, no, nah, I don't know this one, and, and he didn't sing it. Second one came on, Joy to the World, no, he didn't know that one either, and he didn't sing anything. And, and, and I was, maybe this kid was just a you know, an anomaly, but you sort of wonder sometimes, has something happened to Christmas? Um, are we in danger of losing our connection with the real Christmas? A tradition that dates back, you know, over 2,000 years. So this morning, what I want us to do is just connect with the Christmas story, um, connect with that traditional Christmas story about Jesus and the manger, and, uh, and I want us to remember why it still matters. So why don't we pray as we open the Bible um, that God would remind us. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, please remind us this morning that, about, about that morning so long ago when a baby was born in a stable in Bethlehem. Help us to reconnect with the Christmas story and to remember why it matters. And even now, will you help us to see this familiar story with fresh eyes? And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the Christmas story starts with Mary and Joseph. Uh, Mary is engaged to, be, uh, engaged to be married to Joseph. Uh, before they get married, she learns that she's going to have a baby. 
And you can only imagine what a difficult situation that must have been for Mary. Um, she's just a young girl, um, and now she's got this clearly growing pregnant belly. Um, she's not even married yet. Um, she knows she's a virgin, but how do you explain that to everybody else? And especially this part, that, the, that she was going to have a baby by God's Holy Spirit. I mean, that feels a little bit implausible. And that's when we meet Joseph. Um, oh no, Joseph is still there. Um, uh, Joseph, we meet him and, and he finds out that his virgin bride is pregnant and, and the baby belongs to God and that, and that it's from the Holy Spirit. Well, it sounds a little inconceivable to me, um, implausible. Uh, Joseph, he's a good guy. And he doesn't want to embarrass Mary in front of everybody in the town or all the family. And so he decides he'll probably just go and marry her and then quietly divorce her later on. Um, that's what we read. Um, he'll just move on and he'll forget her. But then something unforgettable happens to Joseph that changes everything. A Joseph is asleep and an angel appears to him in a dream. You know, most of the time when you have a dream, you wake up and, and you can't really remember the details. But Joseph has this vivid dream, this vivid dream where an angel of the Lord speaks to him. And the dream is so real and so clear that when Joseph wakes up, the words of the angels are still with him. He remembers them clearly. The angel says to him, he says, Joseph, the baby that Mary will have is from the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and marry her. I've been thinking about this for a while. Um, I don't think there's any way that Joseph could have believed that Mary was pregnant through the Holy Spirit unless this had happened to him. Don't you think? Unless he had some specific word from, from God himself, I don't think it would have been possible for him to believe her. Maybe he's more, maybe he's a better man than I am, but I just can't imagine any other way that he would believe it. But you know what? Our God is a God who speaks. Uh, and all through history, he hasn't left us in the dark. He's spoken to his people. And, and in the lead up to the first Christmas, God had spoken to Mary to tell her what was going to happen to her. And now God speaks to Joseph to reassure him that Mary's pregnancy indeed is a miracle from God. And the baby that she's carrying would have a special role to play on earth. And so the angel continues in verse 21. He says, after her baby is born, name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. So Jesus' very name uh, tells us about the special role that he's going to have. Jesus' name in the original Hebrew, his name means God saves. And it begs the question, what do people need saving from? What do people need saving from? We, we spoke last week about the political situation that God's people were in in the first century. They were under foreign rule. They were under foreign repression. They were waiting for somebody to come and save them and liberate them and restore the kingdom and the throne of David. And there was a, an element where that's what they were waiting for. Um, but that would have been a very short-term promise, wouldn't it, if that, that was all that Jesus came to do. Uh, we're not in the same situation as um, God's people in the first century. Uh, we don't need saving in that same way. Fortunately, here in Australia, we're not under foreign rule. But there are lots of people who would say, I don't think I need saving from anything. There's nothing that I need saving from. We've got the, probably the best lifestyle in the world here in Australia. But come back to the name of Jesus and, and what his name means. Uh, the angel says Jesus. Jesus is going to be a saviour. He's going to save his people from their sins. He's going to fix a problem that people need rescuing from. And that is a problem that's between God and humans. And that is the problem of sin. Um, 
don't know what you think about the, the idea of sin. Uh, we often think of it as um, a, a bit of naughty fun to indulge in. Um, I used to live in the United States and we lived pretty close to Las Vegas. Plenty of people would go to Vegas for the weekend. Um, and you know what Vegas is called, right? Sin City. And uh, you go to, to Vegas, you do all kinds of naughty things. You, you have naughty fun, you gamble, you drink and whatever else people get caught up in, in, in Vegas. Because whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? Well, it's not exactly true. It, what happens in Vegas doesn't always stay in Vegas. And the things that we do in the real world, well, they have consequences in the real world, don't they? And so society likes to think of sin as a bit of naughty fun. And, and well, actually, we find out that sin catches up with us. And in the Bible, the, the problem of sin is counted as so serious that people actually need saving from it. And it's not something we can do ourselves. We need somebody to come and save us from our sins, and the Saviour is Jesus. Um, this wasn't a new problem in the first century either. Um, the angel speaks uh, again to say that Mary's pregnancy is actually the fulfilment of a 700-year-old prophecy, something that Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, had said 700 years earlier. He'd said, A virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they'll call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So now Jesus has two names, right? Um, the name Jesus and Emmanuel, they're not two names like Dan and Bidwell, they're my names. Um, it's, he's not Jesus Emmanuel. Um, the names actually tell us something about what Jesus has come to do. They're related to one another. So Jesus means God saves. And now Emmanuel, this second name, it means God is with us. And both names have something to do with the problem of sin. Uh, because in the, in the story of the Bible... Sin has created separation between humans and God. Ever since Adam and Eve disobeyed God in the Garden of Eden, they turned, his back, they turned their backs on God and they walked away and it created separation. And, you know, just like Adam and Eve, we're pretty good at ignoring God too. Um, we, we actually make the separation work. We're the ones who turn our backs on Him. Uh, we pretend He's irrelevant. doesn't matter. We don't want to listen to Him. We don't want His rules. We don't want Him to, to run our lives. And so we try to live our lives without God. And this is the sin that we're all guilty of. Um, it's a sin that separates us from God. But the angel announces that this baby Jesus will end the separation. His name is God with us. His name Emmanuel means that God is with us. And despite our attitude, God wants to be part of our lives. He, he, wants, to, uh, he wants to come into our lives. He won't watch us walk further and further away. He doesn't watch helplessly as our sin pushes us further and further away from him. Instead, the good God steps into the world to deal with the problem of sin, and he deals with it in the person of Jesus. And so with the birth of Jesus, God enacts this plan, this plan that he'd had since the beginning, to reconcile people back to God, to, to save people from their sins, to, to end the separation, and to bring his children home. Uh, and it all begins with this baby in a manger, and so kind of wonder, well, that's a great story. What's the relevance of it today? Um, you know, this uh, every year in November, Starbucks puts out its special Christmas coffee cups. Um, we don't do Starbucks quite as much here in Australia, but maybe you know about this. Um, they, put, they normally have green cups, and then in November they put out their signature cups that's in green and, and red, and this year they're pretty exciting. People look forward to the special holiday cups, probably because the coffee is so terrible, at least there's something good about it. Um, <laughs> Sorry, sorry, North Americans. Um, <laughs> um, they do have this peppermint mocha that sound, I think they crush up like candy canes into it. 
I think that might be good. And they also have a caramel brulee latte that happens at Christmas time. Do you like that? Um, do you like pumpkin spice latte as well for the fall? Maybe not so much. It's probably about the best thing about um, Starbucks. Um, anyway, a couple of years ago, Starbucks got themselves into big trouble because uh, one of their marketing execs decided that they wanted to be a little bit more inclusive of Christmas and the world's traditions. And so in 2015, they went from all the Christmas things down to nothing on the cup except for red. And uh, whether it was deliberate or not, they took the Christmas out of Christmas. And man, did people kick off. There was a media storm. Starbucks learned you can't mess with Christmas. And so now you saw what we have now. Like that definitely we're doing Christmas, everybody. Well, that was 2015. It was interesting in 2017, Google um, made the same mistake. Somebody at Google decided to rename Christmas Day as the Day of the Family. Can you see that in the circle down there? And so a couple of years ago, you could search. So I searched Walmart New York Christmas hours, and it said Day of the Family might affect these hours. So it wasn't Christmas anymore. Now it was the Day of the Family. Well, um, <laughs> uh, people reacted again, and Google changed it back. But it does make me wonder, uh, you know, maybe the marketing execs think that the traditional Christmas story, it's just not relevant anymore. Maybe that's what they were thinking. I, I'm not sure. Um, here in Australia, we have plenty of talk about whether Christian things are relevant in a secular society. Uh, talk about Christmas, is that relevant? You know, in the public schools, should we be teaching kids Christmas carols with the Jesus story in them? Uh, we have all those discussions about religion in schools as well. Uh, back in the United States, I... I recognize that people say happy holidays instead of merry christmas if you say merry christmas you kind of like it's a little bit in people's faces and so you find yourself um sort of drawing back a bit and saying happy holidays um i was writing an email this week to somebody not not quite local government it was one of one of the local um agencies and uh, and I'm, I'm like oh i'm the minister at robbo can i write merry christmas i don't know where they're at will they be offended and so i wrote something i think i wrote have a blessed new year or something like that isn't that interesting? We, we find ourselves wondering, can I talk about Christmas in Australia in 2023? Is Christmas still relevant in 2023? Is Jesus still relevant in 2023? Well, I think no matter what society might think and no matter where society might push God away to, I want to tell you that this snippet of the Christmas story, it tells us that Jesus is still relevant in 2023. Jesus is still relevant because God does not want us to be separated from him. God doesn't want us to push him away. God actually wants to be in our world. He wants to be in our hearts. And God has come to us and he's done everything he can to close the gap that sin created, to, to, to end the divide. God loves his children. He wants us uh, to include us all in that great story of salvation that happens in Jesus Christ. And, and you know what that means? It means we actually can't walk out the door today and say amen and forget about it we can't forget about it we can't just walk out the door and ignore God until next Christmas God calls on us to respond to him in faith God wants us to listen to him he wants us to hear the words that he's spoken to his people over the centuries he wants to hear the words that he's speaking to us today he wants us to turn back to him with all of our hearts I was thinking about Joseph he could have woken up from the dream and he could have said that was really weird and just said I'm still facing this same problem and uh, I'm finished with Mary you know he could have said that was a weird dream but Mary you and I it's finished I'm forgetting you it's over 
And, and I reckon we could walk out of church today and go, yeah, that was weird, Christmas story, irrelevant, um, forget about it and walk away from it. But, you know, that's not what Joseph did. See, Joseph, he recognized that the dream was real and that he listened. And after he woke up, he did exactly what the angel said to him to do. Uh, he believed what the angel had said and so he did what the angel said he should do. He took Mary home, they got married, called the baby Jesus like he was supposed to, and he heard the voice of God and he responded. He heard the voice of God and he responded. And this Christmas, as you hear the voice of God, as you hear the story of the baby Jesus again, as you reconnect with the Christmas tradition, will you listen? Will you hear? Will you see that it's not just a story, but it's the most true story in all of history? And it's a story that can bring you back to God because God saves us through the Lord Jesus and God is with us. Will you pray with me? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for Christmas, for the birth of Jesus. We thank you for what Jesus means to us, that you desire to save us from our sins and that you promise to be with us. Help us not to wake up from this dream and forget, but instead help us to seek you in our lives this Christmas and indeed every day. And we pray this in the name of the one born on Christmas, the Lord Jesus, our Emmanuel. Amen. Thank you, Dan. I don't want us to rush away from that message too quickly, so I want it to... Sian and I are going to um, sing a special. It's called, called Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence. And it's uh, quite an ancient hymn. Um, it's quite moody, so it's a bit of a change of pace from the normal happy um, Christmas carols. But it's, it's one of my favorite old hymns because so, the lyrics are stunningly powerful. And I think it's very relevant for this Christmas season because it, it, it's a beautiful mesh of reminding us the glory and power of who Christ is, um, that he is God, with the fact that he came as a baby to earth, as a helpless baby, and just reminding us of that crazy mystery that the King of kings and Lord of lords would humble himself to a place of coming to earth as Emmanuel, God with us, as a baby. And um, I just want to read out Isaiah 6, the beginning of Isaiah 6, and I'm sure for a lot of you this is very familiar, but this is, this is one of the most powerful, I think, images of God's glory presented to the prophet Isaiah. It says this in Isaiah 6, 1, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet. And with two he flew, and one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And then I find it fascinating because it's the very next chapter that we, we find this prophecy that we've been reading about, which is a sign of Emmanuel. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and, shall be, and you shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. So I find that, that it kind of hit me this week that I know it's, it's not in the exact same context, but within one chapter, you see the glory of God and you see this great prophecy of, of Jesus coming as a baby. 
And um, so, yeah, I encourage you just to reflect on these lyrics. We don't have them up on, on the screen, but hopefully you can um, understand them well enough. Um, but King of Kings, yet born of Mary, as of old on earth he stood. And as Beck was talking about earlier with the light, that Jesus is the light of the world, there's this great line here that says, as the light of light descendeth from the realms of endless day, that the powers of hell may vanish and the darkness clear away. So I hope this is just a time of prayer and reflection on this Christmas season. Let all mortal flesh keep silence and with fear and trembling stand Ponder nothing earthly minded For with blessing in his hand Christ our God to earth descended our full homage to demand. King of kings, yet born of Mary, as of old on earth he stood. Lord of lords in human vesture, in the body and the blood, he will give to all the faithful his own self for heavenly food. Rank on rank the host of heaven Spreads its vanguard on the way As the light of lights descendeth From the realms of endless day that the powers of hell may vanish as the darkness clears away. At his feet the six-winged seraph, cherubim with sleepless eye, veil their faces to his presence, 
as with ceaseless voice they cry, Alleluia, 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 Lord Most High, Alleluia. Give him a little clap. It's amazing. We're going to continue uh, in prayer. Uh, we know that Christmas is a time of great joy. Uh, it's also a time where some of the joys are mixed in with the troubles that we experience in this world because of sin, um, breakdown in families, uh, the loss of loved ones, a lack of peace around the world. So we're going to pray um, that God would bring us the answer to all of that. So let's pray now. Jesus, the light of the world, as we celebrate your birth, that we begin to see the world in the light of understanding that you give us. As you chose the lowly, the outcasts and the poor to receive the greatest news the world had ever known, so may we worship you in meekness of heart. May we also remember our brothers and sisters less fortunate than ourselves in this season of giving. Amen. In a world where worry, not peace, prevails, stir up that good news again. This Christmas, Lord, would you make it real in our hearts? Never have we needed your joy and peace more than now. We thank you for the gift of Jesus, our Emmanuel, the Word made flesh. Forgive us for forgetting that your love never changes. Forgive us for forgetting that your love never fades and that you never abandon your purpose for which you came to save us from our sinful condition and to bring us into eternal life, the joy of relationship with a holy God. And Jesus, we know that your birth and your death seal that promise to us forever. And so, loving Father, help us to remember the birth of Jesus, that we may share in the song of the angels, the gladness of the shepherds, and the worship of the wise men. Close the door of hate and open the door of love all over the world. Let kindness come with every gift and good desires with every greeting. Deliver us from evil by the blessing which Christ brings and teach us to be merry with clear hearts. May the Christmas morning make us happy to be thy children and the Christmas evening bring us to our beds with grateful thoughts, forgiving and forgiven for Jesus' sake. Amen. We uh, have a couple of announcements. We would uh, love you to be part of the life of church here. And so if you uh, would like to be part of our uh, keep up to date with all of the latest news and events for us. Uh, we have a weekly email that goes out. Uh, and so you can scan the QR uh, on, I think it's in the middle of your handout today. Um, the QR will get you connected with us. And uh, we'd love to have you as part of our church family, whether you're near or far. That is okay. We don't mind. Uh, we're on YouTube every week. Um, if there's something you'd like to pray about or talk through, uh, you're welcome to share those with me and... Uh, you know, we can make a time in the new year to discuss or you can just let me know that there's something confidential you'd like to pray for. We'll pray for you and you can know that 
uh, those prayers have gone up to the Lord. Um, for the rest of summer, we are uh, shifting from our normal pattern of 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock and the monthly borrowing service. So for the rest of summer, starting tomorrow morning, uh, we have our 9 a.m. Christmas service tomorrow. Uh, and then for the rest of summer, uh, 9 o'clock here in the auditorium every week and those other services are not on. Uh, it'll be a mix of traditional and modern and uh, lots of Jesus, just the way we like it. Um, so that is that. Uh, as we finish today, um, we're going to sing in a moment again, uh, but it is our um, pattern here at Robertson Anglican uh, on the holidays to uh, take up a special offering uh, that doesn't come to us at the church. We're going to actually give it to uh, one of our um, mission partners, and that is Anglicare. Anglicare uh, does uh, work amongst the poor and uh, those who are disadvantaged in our local community here in New South Wales. Uh, and so any of the donations that you put in our white boxes today, um, or if you give via um, the, uh, the FPOS deals, uh, FPOS details, sorry, wrong, wrong word, um, you can say that that's for Anglicare today and we'll make sure that gets through to people who are, are doing it tough. But uh, as we finish, why don't we sing two more songs and uh, I'll come up and say goodbye at the end. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. With angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord. Late in time, behold him come, offspring of the virgin's womb. Filled in flesh the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity. Pleased as man with men to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace, hail the Son of Righteousness, light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. Mild he lays his glory by, born that man no more may die, born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive a king. Let every heart prepare him room.
heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ. While fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains Repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy Repeat, repeat the sounding joy No more let sin and sorrows grow Nor thorns infest the ground he comes to make his blessings flow For as the curse is found For as the curse is found For as, for as the curse is found He rules the world He rules the world with truth and grace And makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness wonders of his love and wonders of his love and wonders wonders of his love amen well uh, please be seated we'll just be few seconds as we finish uh, Merry Christmas been so great to have you at church uh, we do a morning tea today and so uh, if you're in the back few rows we will get you just to uh, pop away your chairs if you need to sit you can move forward a little bit uh, morning tea is here as I said we have church service tomorrow at nine and then service is continuing in this room at nine all through summer but uh, I hope today you've seen the light of the world maybe a little darkness and a little ray of light uh, in the baby Jesus um, enjoy Christmas, God bless, and uh, we'll see you when we see you. <laughs>